Is that the new light we're using for the live thing? If you're not here, we're not going to tell you what it is. Okay, amen, amen. But everybody in here just heard and saw a strange group of people using sci-fi toys. Can I have an amen? Okay, amen. So good to have everybody here this morning today for a service at Grace Summit Church. It's going to be a great day. We have a great guest with us. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so turn and look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. God is good and faithful. My life's about to change because Jesus never does. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you will, bow your heads with me. We're going to just uh, pray, open our service, and uh, Miss Karen's leading us again in worship. Give her a good hand clap, if you will. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now, and we lift our hands to you, Father. Uh, we thank you, Father, for your anointing upon our lives, for your graciousness to us, and that your uh, spirit is present to heal, is present to deliver, is present to save, and present to set free. And Father, we just come to you today, believing, Father, for your power to be in manifestation, your pre uh, presence to be um, in full display today as we come to seek you, to draw ourselves closer to you. And you said, Father, that if we would humble ourselves, you would come to us. So, Father, we thank you today, in Jesus' name, that you are here to do great works in our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen. God bless you. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Amen. We serve an awesome God. Amen. And he is worthy to be praised. Amen. And we're going to praise him today. Amen. So if you would, please, if you can, stand on your feet, raise your hands, and let's give God some praise in this house today. Spirit, sound, rushing wind, fire of God, Within Holy Ghost, breathe on us, we pray. As we repent, turn from sin, revival embers smoldering, breath of God, fan us into flame. We need a fresh wind. Of heaven, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. We honor you today, Lord God. We glorify you. We honor you. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. For hearts that burn with holy fear, purified in faith and deed, refiner's fire, strengthen what remains. So we the church who bear your light, lamp of flame, city bright, king and kingdom come is what we pray. Cause we need a fresh wind The fragrance of heaven Pour your spirit out Pour your spirit out A holy anointing The power of your presence 
can sing We can hear the wind blowing, blowing Move upon our praise Sons and daughters sing We can hear the wind blowing, blowing Let out the redeemed Prophesy and sing We can hear the wind blowing, blowing Move upon our praise Sons and daughters sing Fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out, a holy anointing, the power of your presence, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. Spirit out. Hallelujah, Lord. We glorify you in this place today, Jesus. We worship and honor you, Lord God. Have your way today, Jesus. Pour your spirit out on us, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. The splendor of the King Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice Let all the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light And darkness tries to hide and tremble at his voice and tremble at his voice how great is our god sing with me how great is our god see how great how great is our god
Jesus. We honor you in this house today, Lord God. Fill your people, Lord. Answer prayers, Lord. Build hearts, Lord. Renew minds, Lord. Restore faith, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to your name. I feel it in this room. Holy Spirit move Cause when you have your way Something has to break Tear down every lie Set the wrong thing right Cause when you have your way Something has to break Something has to break Right now in your name Something has to break Feel it in this room Holy Spirit move Cause when you have your way Something has to break Tear down every lie Set the wrong thing right Cause when you have your way that we are standing before today. Hallelujah, Lord. Feel it in this room. Holy Spirit, move. Cause when you have your way, something has 
to break I Tear down every lie Set the wrong thing right Cause when you have your way Something has to break Hallelujah Lord Something has to break Hallelujah Lord Something has to break Something has to break Right now in your name Something has to break Glory to your name Jesus Hallelujah Lord We worship you in this place today Lord God We give you praise Lord I believe you get me to it I believe you lead me through it I believe that you can do it right now Something has to break I believe you lead me through it I believe you get me to it I believe that you will do it right now Something has to break Something has to break Right now in your name Something has to break I believe you get me through it I believe you lead me to it I believe that you can do it right now Something has to break I believe you lead me through it I believe you'll get me to it I believe that you will do it right now Something has to break I feel it in this room Holy Spirit move Cause when you have your way Something has to break I tear down every lie Set the wrong thing right Cause when you have your way Something has to break Something has to break Right now in your name Something has to break I believe you lead me through it I believe you get me through it I believe that you will do it right now Something has to break I believe you lead me through it I believe you lead me to it I believe that you will do it right now Something has to break Something has to break Right now in your name Something has to break Tear down every lie And make the wrong thing right Cause when you have your way Something has to break Something has to break
Hallelujah, Lord. Just raise your hands, y'all. There's such a sweet spirit in the house today. We came with the spirit of expectancy for God to show up and show out. If you have breath in your lungs, shout a hallelujah. Because he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, Lord. I believe you're getting me through it. I believe you're getting me to it. I believe that you will do it right now. Something has to break. I believe you're getting me through it. I believe you lead me to it. I believe that you will do it right now. Something has to break Something has to break Right now in your name Something has to break Hallelujah Something has to break Something has to break Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. Y'all lift your voice and praise the one on high. We glorify you, Lord. We thank you. We honor you, Lord. We enter into your courts with thanksgiving. Lord, we come in here with a mouth full of praise for you, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. We worship you and we honor you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Cause something has to break Something has to break Right now in your name Something has to break Hallelujah Glory be to God Last time Something has to break Something has to break right now in your name. Something has to break. Something has to break. Sing it like you mean it. Something has to break right now in your name. Something has to break. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Am I on? Hallelujah. Something is about to break. Something is about to break. Something is about to break. And we're going to and we're going to and we're going to worship the Lord as we do this. Don't stop the worship. We're going to worship the Lord with the receiving of our tithes and offerings. But don't stop the worship, okay? Don't stop the worship. We're going to worship him with the receiving of our tithes and offerings. So let me say this real quick. If you're a first, second, or third time guest, please fill out a connection card. It should be right in front of you in the back of a chair. It lets us connect with you and you connect with us also. If you're watching online, check out the QR code that they'll be putting up on the screen. You'll see that. And we want to make sure that we connect with you. Second of all, if you're here, 
you know there's an offering envelope in front of you you can fill that out if you're watching online we encourage you to look at the screen and they're going to show you ways you can give and you can participate with us in that the bible talks about in malachi if we bring our tithes to the lord if we bring the whole tithe to the lord it says that he will rebuke the devourer for our sake he says if we bring our whole tithe to the lord he will rebuke the devourer for our sake and if he will rebuke the devourer for our sake just for trusting him and doing what he said how much more will he do when we cry out to him if you look in psalms verse uh, psalms uh, 61 verse Verse 1 through 3. It says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you we can come into your house and we can worship you. We thank you that we feel your presence. We thank you that something is about to break. We praise you for your name. We praise you for who you are. We praise you for your goodness. And Father, we just want to give now to you. We want to bless you with our tithes and offerings. We ask you to bless our people. And it's in Christ's holy name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. And you may bring your tithes and offerings now and your connection cards and put them in the basket, please. morning everybody amen i um you know it's um we always have danny about every february now again i've known danny since june the 1st 1986 that was a sunday it was overcast it really was and um uh, he's always blessed my life he's a uh, he's really been like a, a spiritual father to me uh sometimes i jokingly call him dad and uh but that also means he has to pay for my stuff. Can I have an amen? So, you know, I just, I just claim the blessing all over it. And, um, but that also means I have to pay for him too. Um, but I've so, always been so thankful for his ministry. And uh, he flows in the gifts. Um, I've said this many times. Um, I got a lot of friends who tell me God told them stuff. And I take it with a grain of salt. My attitude sometimes is we'll just see how true that is. And uh, sometimes they hit it and... Sometimes they not even close to the barn. Can I have an amen? I mean, I've had several people tell me, God told me this will happen. And it never did. Still hadn't happened. Um, I've never seen that with Danny. If, when Danny tells me he feels led of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to him, I always uh, receive it. Um, and the reason being is, it happens. Um, so some great testimonies along that line. And so I want you to open your heart today. At the end of this service, we'll receive an offering for Danny. And... Um, I say this, no, I don't need to say it really, but everything in that offering goes to Danny. Uh, we usually add to it uh, when we have a guest minister. Um, I know what it's like to travel, 
and I have found two things to be true, and this is true, is that when churches don't honor ministers, churches are never blessed, and the people are never blessed. And but when you do honor ministers, uh, so I, you know, I'd rather I actually believe in a double honor. So so we'll, we'll do that in a minute. So uh, I want you to give a good hand clap if you will. Stand up with me. Let's honor evangelist and prophet Danny Johnson, and thank God for him. Amen. Amen. Well, give the Lord a shout of praise. Oh, God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Now, you look good today. Tell somebody, say, he's talking about me. Come on now. Ah, oh, God is so good, and his mercy endureth forever and forever and forever. Aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? Let's try that again. Aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? God bless you. You may be seated. Ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, I said that the other day. Now, there's a movie. Some of you may have saw the movie in days gone by. Beetlejuice. Anybody? If you said the name three times, he would show up. But the other day I said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And my son says, Daddy, it's not Beetlejuice. Because you said his name three times, he's not going to show up. He's already here. Come on out. But aren't you glad the Lord is with us today? He is here. He is Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. He is Jehovah Shammah, which means that the Lord is ever-present. Well, I'm at home today. I'm at home. I've known many of you for a long, long, long time. I've known your pastor since 1986, and somebody is getting older. It must be Chris Hamby. <laughs> Oh, but God is so good. God has done great and mighty things for you. And this is not something that I read off of a bumper sticker or a promise card. But it's true because you haven't seen anything yet. This great church is on the verge of a mighty surge. As I was praying for you last night, the Lord began to say to me over and over again that in recent days and weeks and months, even the past few years, hell has come against this church. Has anybody personally, have you ever gone through some attacks? Let me see hands. Well, guess what? That's not bad news. That's good news. Everybody shout, an attack. Yeah. Say it again, an attack. Yeah. In the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, every single time, without exception, that the enemies of God, I'm talking about the Syrians, the Philistines, the Midianites, etc., every time the enemies of God came against God's people, they always came against God's people at harvest time. 
So guess what? If the enemy's been coming against you, you can mark it down. It is your harvest time. Everybody shout, it's my harvest time. Luke 3, it's your harvest time. Oh, come on, shout amen. Oh, God is good. God is good. An attack. An attack. He said, but I've been attacked. Well, guess what? That's good news. Because if the devil is not coming against you, that means that you and the devil are walking in the same direction. Amen. Now, if you've got a prayer cloth here today, if not, grab one from your neighbor, maybe a handkerchief or whatever. Because at the end of the service or toward the end, I want to do something special for you. Now, two weeks ago, I was in Indiana. I was during a time of ministry, and four brothers came up. They were 18, 19, 20, and 21. I'm talking about their parents didn't, didn't miss a beat. They were busy. But they came up, the four brothers came up with the dad. And the four brothers says, Brother Danny, can we share a testimony? He said, by all means, what's going on? They said, the last time you were here, you told a story about a great man of God, Smith Wigglesworth. Have you heard of that name before? Now, I didn't know him personally. Maybe Chris Hamby did, but I didn't. I've got to pick him, Chris. He's good pickings. But many years ago, Smith Wigglesworth was ministering in Australia. And he was staying in the home of this precious couple. And the couple gave up their master bedroom for Smith Wigglesworth. He was there for several weeks staying in the home. As Wigglesworth was leaving that day, the wife said, you can't leave yet. You can't leave yet. Why not? Because my husband isn't saved yet. And Wigglesworth turned to the lady and says, just don't change the sheets. So guess what? She didn't change the sheets. But that mighty man of God, that mighty powerhouse for the most high God was mightily anointed. He said, just don't change the sheets. And so that night, the husband and wife went to bed in that master bedroom and she did not change the sheets. But in the middle of the night, the husband woke up and began to scream out, I've got to get right with God. I don't want to go to hell. I need Jesus in my life. You see, those sheets were anointed. I told the story. And the four brothers said, that night, you looked at us. You didn't know that we were brothers. He said, but the four of you come up here for just a moment. So we came up there. I didn't know they were brothers. And I looked at the four young men and I said, what do you need from God? I thought maybe different needs, a job, a car, a bride or whatever, I don't know. And the four of them almost at one time, they said, we need our dad to get saved. A number of years ago, our mother got saved and she brought us here to the house of God and we got saved. But our dad has never been saved. 
And I looked at them, and I, I said, what's going to happen? They said, we're believing it's going to be saved. And I reached in my back pocket. I pulled out a handkerchief. I said, fellas, lay hands upon this with me, and we're going to believe God. And we prayed, we believe God. I said, now take this, and I want you to go home. I want you to put it inside of your dad's pillowcase or under the mattress. And I believe the anointing of God is going to do a mighty work. When they get home that Sunday night, the dad was already asleep, and so they didn't want to wake him up. And so the next day when the dad was at work, they went in there, and they put that prayer cloth that hangs under the mattress. The dad went to sleep that Monday night, but Tuesday morning, the four brothers were in the kitchen having breakfast. And the dad comes in and begins to talk to the boys and say, your mama had religion. She went to church. And you boys got religion. You talk about Jesus. But I don't know this Jesus, but I need Jesus. And all night long, I kept waking up saying, Jesus, I need you. I need you. He looked at the four boys and said, what do I do? And guess what? Those four boys, those brothers, led the dad to the Lord. Come on, shout amen. And I believe with all my heart that God is going to do the same thing for you. And here was, that was on a Sunday, and three nights later I was in West Virginia, and I said, do you need a miracle? And people said, yes, amen. There was a lady there by the name of Sister Peg, and she hungered to the front. She brought a prayer cloth with her, I prayed over that. She went back to the seat and she took the prayer cloth and began to put it upon both knees. And all of a sudden, she jumps up and she said, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Humble best power in the Holy Ghost. Come on, shout amen. Do you believe that? Raise your hands up and shout amen. Whoa. Hey, raise your hands up. Come on, somebody begin to praise him. You better get ready because God is up to something great. You've gone through the rough and the tough and days come by. But God is saying, hold on my people because it's been rough and tough. But don't you know that I'm still the God of more than enough. And I'm going to cause walls to come down. I'm going to cause the clouds to be pushed back. And I'm going to cause a mighty move to come forth in this place like never before. When I say this place, I'm not talking about this location. But you are my people. And I'm going to go with you every step of the way. And I will bless you coming and I will bless you going out. In every prophetic word I've spoken of you, saith God, it shall come to pass. You may not see it now. You may not feel it now. But know this. If I, the Lord your God, have said it before, I will do it. If I spoke it, it will come to pass. If you leave that, come on, shout Amen. Raise your hands up, darling. God said you be crying out to the Lord for the past three years or so. 
And you say, God, I need divine clarity. Is that right, honey? Even said, Lord, I need clarity. I need direction for some things. No, you're not old. Not by a long, long shot. Be said, Lord, what about my days ahead? What about my future? Even said, Lord, I need wisdom. I need direction. I need clarity. But God said, my daughter, get ready. Because you're about ready to step into a season of supernatural guidance. And supernatural wisdom. And I'm going to be in a legion ways you've never known before. I'm going to lead you so clearly you're going to know that you know that you know. It is God that has caused you to walk this way and not that way. Get ready, my daughter. It's on the way. Come on, Shell. Amen. Oh, Hallelujah. Begin to praise him, somebody begin to praise him. Hallelujah. Arthritis in the hands and the fingers are leaving your body right now. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and receive it right now. Arthritis in the hands. Right now, the stiffness in the joints of the hands and the fingers are leaving. Honey, right there, right there, the blue. Raise your hands up. Yeah, you, honey, right there. Right now, begin to move those hands and fingers right now. The healing power, the healing anointing, the healing grace is touching you. God is causing your hands, your fingers to be loose right now in the name of Jesus. Hey, oh, come on, begin to praise him, somebody. Oh, don't you love the Lord? I said, don't you love the Lord? Well, Grace Summit Church, I love you. I honor you. I bless you. But I'm going to say how much I love and honor and I bless our pastors. How many of you love and appreciate Pastor Chris Vaughn and our first lady, Miss Lisa? Come on now. Don't you, give, let them know you love them. Come on, church. Ah, oh, God is good all the time. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bible, will you turn with me, please, this morning? To the book of Isaiah. Oh, God is good. Yes, something is about to break. I said something is about to break. One demonstration. One manifestation of the Holy Ghost will turn everything around. Do you believe that? Now, we could have, for example, three people born again on a Sunday morning. And you can leave this place and tell everybody, we're three people born again in this Sunday morning service. And they'll say, well, praise the Lord. And you may not see much of a difference. But if we're three people raised from the dead in the morning service, guess what? Next Sunday, the place would be packed. Come on, shout amen. Now, I was recently in Nicaragua. I had a great time in Nicaragua. But the week before I was there, the missionary, Ed Cook, Ed and his wife, Jenny, and 10 others, they were in a van. And they were coming down the mountainside. And on this side was the cliff. I mean, they dug out the mountainside. And there were two lanes you could barely pass each other. And on this side was the drop-off going down several hundred feet. Two vehicles could barely pass. And they were coming down that mountain road. 
He said it must have been doing 40, 45 miles an hour. As it came around the curve in my lane, there was a van jacked up and working on the van. That's not a good place to stop. And so we begin to go around to the side. As we're going around to the side, coming this way, there's a big old truck. A big old tractor trailer truck. We looked up, maybe from here to the baptismal tank, that close to us. We looked up, and here comes the truck. Call him. I'll give you the number. Missionary Ed Cook. He has saved in my ministry, a great man of God. He said, we looked up, and there was a truck coming. We did not have time to have an all-night prayer meeting. We did not have time to go on a 21-day Daniel's fast. We didn't have time to cry, Jesus. All we got up was G. I said, what happened, Ed? He said, myself, my wife, and the 10 others, and the van. We went through the truck. Come on, shout amen. How many know that our God is still a miracle-working God? Come on, shout amen. I said, what happened to the truck driver? Evidently, he had a come to moment, Jesus. Come to Jesus moment. Or he had to change his pants. Come on now. <laughs> he said, but they came back through there a few days later, and they stopped. And that story was being told by everybody. The van went through the truck. And guess what? They said, we were in the van. Come on, shout amen. And because of that, many, many people came to the saving grace of the Lord. And I believe, Brother Chris, that in days and weeks and months to come, we're going to start seeing some notable miracles. How many of you believe that? Come on, shout amen. And God's going to cause us to begin to move forth like never before because he's still the God of the miraculous. Amen. Isaiah chapter 53, if you're there, shout, I'm there. I'm not, so bear with me when I turn. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1. Then drop me down to verses 4 and 5. Let me say this. I was going to go in a different direction. I was going to preach out of the book of Revelation. I know the book of Revelation is not just about the three frogs or vials and plagues and dungeons and dragons and dark days and darker nights. But really the book of Revelation is about the revelation of Jesus Christ. But as I was praying last night, for you, the people of this great church, the Lord changed gears. He said, go in a different way. So notice, please, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1, and also verses 4 and 5. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Now, verses 4 and 5. Surely he hath borne our griefs 
and carried our sorrows. Yet we that esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he, talking about Jesus, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Our God is still a healing God. Say that please. Our God is still a healing God. Father, I thank you for your word. Your word is life-giving. And Father, I believe today because of your word, we will never, ever be the same again. We thank you now. We bless you. And all of God's people said together, Amen. Verse 1. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Now, in Scripture, the arm of the Lord is the power of the Lord. It is the Spirit of the Lord. And the arm of the Lord, the power of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, is revealed to those who believe His report. Now, what is the report of the Lord? It's everything from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. Let me ask you a question. How many of you believe the report of the Lord? A number of years ago, some friends of mine, Steve and Becky Fender, they pastor in San Antonio, Texas. And a huge cancerous mass developed behind Becky's left eye into the brain. And she was having such severe headaches and pains. And the cancer was so embedded there, the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. How many with God all things are possible? There's nothing we can do. It was getting larger and larger. And the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And every day the voices of hell would say to Becky, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. You're going to die. This went on day after day. Finally, one day, when hell began to say, it's getting worse and worse and worse. All of a sudden, something rose up from the depths of her born-again spirit. It says, but who's a poor? Are you going to believe? And Becky said, I shall believe the report of the Lord. Again, the Lord said, who's up for you going to believe? And Becky said it out louder, I shall believe the report of the Lord. And Becky's a great songwriter. And Becky went to the next room and sat down and wrote the words of that song. We sung many times before. Whose report are you going to believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says, I'm healed. And every day, Becky would begin to shout it out loud. I shall believe the report of the Lord. But hell was saying, 
It's getting worse and worse and worse. You're going to die. But Becky had wrote those words. Wrote the words of that song. And Becky would say continually, I shall believe the report of the Lord. And 30 days later, after Becky wrote that song, she went back to the same doctor. By this time, the headaches had stopped. And the doctor ran more tests. And the doctor said, Becky, I don't know what has happened to you. But there's not a sign, not a spot, not a trace where any cancer has ever been in your body. Come on, shout amen. I'm asking you the question this morning, Grace Summit Church. Who's report are you going to believe? The report of the doctor? The report of the medical profession? Of the World Health Association? Definitely not. We shall believe the report of the Lord. And come hell or high water, if God said it, guess what? That settles it. If God spoke it, it will come to pass. But we've got to believe what thus saith the word of the Lord. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. You've got to believe God. You've got to take God at his word. I believe you knew the pastor, Pastor Kerry Kaiser, Brother Kerry. But I was preaching for Pastor Kaiser many years ago in Little Rock, Arkansas. And a man in his church came up. He said, years ago, I was a Christian, but really, I was an unbeliever. When it came to the healing power, the miracle power of God, because in the church where I was raised up, we didn't believe in that. He said, and every day on the way to work, I would drive by this canvas cathedral, this gospel tent. And I saw the big sign, signs, wonders, and miracles. The blind see the cripples walk, Reverend A. A. Allen. This fellow in Pastor Carey's church was named Gene Mullinex. And Gene said, every day, I would drive by that big old gospel and I would say, that's a bunch of nonsense. That man is nothing but a, a fake, a phony. That's not real. He would drive by there every single day on the way to work. And finally, Gene says, I'm going to prove to everybody that this man's a fake. And so he goes there for several nights. He said, I'm going to get in the prayer line. And when I step up there, I'm going to grab the microphone and tell everybody this man's a fake. He's a phony. But just a years before, Gene was in a car wreck. And they removed his left lung and several ribs in his body. And Gene had a tube coming out of his body a drainage tube and because of the missing lung and the missing ribs he walked stooped over well, here was this one night Gene was able to get in the prayer line and in front of Gene there was a mom or dad holding a little baby 
And that baby had a huge cancerous growth on his face about the size of a large plum. Gene said, I saw that I knew what it was, a cancerous growth. Gene said, I'm going to keep my eyes on this baby. And so finally, Reverend Allen said to mom and dad, bring the baby now, bring the baby now. And Reverend Allen says, I want everybody to close your eyes in reverence. Gene said, uh-uh. He said, Reverend Allen did not even lay his hands upon the baby. But he raised his hands up and cried out, oh God, touch this baby now with a healing power. And Gene said, I was looking at that little baby and a baby can't fake it. He said, in less than a minute, I was watching a baby that cancer growth by the size of a plum before my eyes. In less than a minute, that cancer growth shrunk down, down, down from the size of a plum to the size of a grape to the size of a raisin that fell off the baby's face. Reverend, I said, praise the Lord. Mom and daddy, go and rejoice in your baby's healing. Then he turned to Gene Muddlenecks, who was next in line. Now, normally, River Al would take the prayer card from them and read what it was. But this man was a man of faith and power. And by the Holy Ghost, he knew who Gene was. He says, Sir, you've come here as an unbeliever, as a skeptic. You've come to mock me and to tell everybody that I was a fake. He said, but God has turned things around for you. And sir, God is going to touch your body with healing power right now. He said, oh God, touch this man's body right now. And Gene Mullenick said, all of a sudden, I felt a heat, a warmth. It was the healing heat of the Holy Ghost. It was the fire of the Almighty. He said, felt some burning and burning and burning and burning and burning. Gene goes back to the same doctor, and the doctor says, Gene, I've got a few questions to ask. He said, what's that? Where did you get the new lung? Where did you get the new ribs? Come on, shout amen. You see, you need to realize that our God is a healing God. Our God is a healing God. He has not changed. He did it in the Bible. Guess what? These are Bible days again. Come on, shout amen. Our God has not changed. He said, for I am the Lord, the healer thee. He didn't say I was. He didn't say I will be. He said, I am. Everybody shout, he is. He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. What he was, he is right now. What he will be, he is right now. The eternal past and the eternal future of our great God is rolled into the here and now. Can somebody shout amen? Our God has not changed. No, it was my first year of evangelistic ministry in 1973. I've been traveling now for right at 51 years. I started when I was four years of age. Just kidding. Right at 21. 
And I was preaching in Atlanta, Georgia. The old Assembly of God Tabernacle downtown. Remember that? Here it was, and I was preaching a youth revival. A youth revival. I was young. Come on now. Give me a break. And so one afternoon, I was down running some errands, doing so forth. And back in those days, I would witness to everybody. I'm talking about, woo, if they had breath, I would tell them. If they go thought of a mirror, I'd tell them about Jesus. But there was this one man who was coming out of the store, and I said, I said, good afternoon. I said, good afternoon. I said, sir, I would like to invite you out to revival. He said, where are you preaching? He said, who's preaching? I said, I'm the preacher. I was a young man. He said, where are you preaching? I said, at this Son of God tabernacle. I want you to come out. He said, I can't come out. I said, yes, you can. He said, I can't come out. I said, why not? He said, I'm hard shell. You ever heard of hard shell Baptists? There's a particular group of Baptists called hard shell Baptists. Well, back in those days, 1973, I never heard of a hard shell Baptist. He said, I can't come out. I said, well, he's in a hard shell. I said, brother, if you come out, God can break that hard shell. Come on now. He said, no, that's the kind of church to go to. I go to hard shell Baptist. He said, what are you preaching on? I said, I'm preaching on the healing miracle power of God. Now, he looked at me. He said, young man, long time ago. He said, the days of healing and miracles have passed away. I said, no, they haven't. He said, I know what I'm talking about. I'm a professor of theology. I've got my BA. I've got my DD. I've got my PhD. I've got my... B.A., born again. I've got my D.D., devil driver. I've got my Ph.D., preaching, healing, delivering. Come on now. He said, but the days of the healing miracles have passed away. This man had all kinds of degrees. So many degrees, you could call him Brother Fahrenheit. You'll kiss it later. And it was a young man. He was a distinguished Professor of theology. I said, what do I say? And all of a sudden it rose over to me. I said, sir, there never has been a day of healing and miracles. But there always has been a God of healing and miracles. You cannot relate God to a certain time or period because he is. And he has not changed. He said, for I am the Lord, and I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, shout him out. Raise your hands up, Sherry. Raise your hands up high. God's touching your body right now. Come on, honey. You need a touch from the master. You came today hurting. Is that right? You came to the house of God today. You said, Lord, I need your touch. He's, he touch, oh, he Papa. He's touching your body right now. The healer's in the house. The healer's in the house.
Hallelujah. Somebody right now, you're being healed. There's a problem, the chemistry of your blood, and you feel so queasy at times. But let me tell you something. God is touching your blood right now. Come on. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Hallelujah. The healer. Come on, somebody. Raise your hands and begin to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God has not changed. I said, our God has not changed. Can somebody shout amen? And God spoke to me last night. He says, son, I want you to tell the people today that I am still the healer. He can touch your bones, your blood, your bladder, your eyes, your ears. That urinary tract has been healed. Hallelujah. The damage that's been done, hallelujah, hallelujah, is being restored. Honey, raise your hands. Hallelujah. God said, I'm bringing a reversal to your body right now. I'm bringing a reversal to your body right now. Hallelujah. God said, you didn't get a boldly shouted out loud every day, 5, 10, 15, 20 times a day. I shall believe the report of the Lord. What can God do for you? He can touch your body. He can touch your body. I was preaching in Cartersville sometime back. One of the elders, Bill Burrell, he had severe problems in his rotator cup for years. But I said, somebody's been healed right now. A rotator cup. And all of a sudden, the power of God hit Bill. All of a sudden, that arm went up. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Guess what? He's the same God. Do you believe that? Come on, church. He's the same God. He's the same God. Sister, would you come to the keyboard and begin to play on the keyboard if you could? If not, let there be some music. Some glorious praise and worship music. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout amen? God's a mighty God. I said, God's a mighty God. Come on, somebody, begin to praise him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody, you're being touched right now. You've had some problems, severe problems down the throat, down the esophagus. It's been difficult times when you swallow them. It's a little irritation there. But God's touching you, sir. Hallelujah, is that right? Is that right? Is that right? Hallelujah. You, brother, there it is. Hallelujah. Stretch your hands for that brother right now. It seemed like the esophagus. I've never said this in 51 years of ministry, but it seemed like the esophagus has beginning to shrink a little bit. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never said that in 51 years of ministry. It seemed like the esophagus has begun to shrink. It's causing problems as you begin to swallow at times. Is right? Yeah. But God said, if you believe me today, I'm going to cause it a suffice to begin to expand a little bit more and more. In the name of Jesus, down the throat, the throat. The esophagus right now. Shabaka, Sakata, Shapoke, Chatila Batalab, Lusingaradada. And also, brother, lay your hands right there. Lay your hands right there. Hallelujah. Lay it. Then, Lord, part of the admin area right now. Hallelujah. The issues you've been having. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Come on, shout. Amen. Hallelujah. Raise your hands up, brother. God said, go ahead and step out. 
You've been saying, Lord, what to do? There's some things you've been saying, Lord, what about this and what about that? There's some things God's been placing in your heart. Hallelujah. There's some things that have been coming to you. You've been saying, should I or should I not? God said, go ahead. Some things God's been speaking to your heart. God said, do ahead. And I'll bless your life like never before. Come on. Shout amen. Hallelujah. Can somebody begin to praise him? Somebody begin to praise him. Honey, raise your hands up high. Raise your hands up high. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. God said, don't worry about it. I've already gone before you. Your concern and fear has jumped on your case. Worry has jumped on your case about things you're facing in tomorrow. But God said, do not worry about it because I've already gone before you. I've already made a way. It may not look like it, but God said that spirit of fear is going to leave your body. You've been tormented for a long, long time. How long? You've not told anybody. But God said, get ready. It's going to leave your body can somebody shout amen Woo! hallelujah can somebody shout amen he's a mighty god he's a mighty god brother he's a mighty god do you believe that we're gonna pray for some of you that need a miracle in a moment When I was at that church in Indiana for the four brothers, they testified about that they getting saved. It was on a Sunday night. One lady came up. She had crippling arthritis. She came up for prayer. I laid my hands upon her. She fell out. You don't have to fall out, but if you do, fine. If you don't, fine. But believe you're going to receive. And the power got it. Must have been about maybe seven thirty that night on a Sunday night. I laid hands around the power got hit her. Whoa! She went down. Here it was about nine fifteen. We were starting to leave the church. Everybody who'd fallen out, they were up with this one lady, and she was still out. We stayed around, stayed around, stayed around. Finally, the husband said, "Hey, Pastor, y'all go ahead. I got keys to the church. I'll lock up. I'll lock up." So he left. He stayed around a little bit longer. Finally, he picked his wife up, took her outside, put her in the car. She was still out. Locked up the church, went home, got out of the car, put her in bed. She was still out of the power of God. But the next day, about noon, she finally came around. Come on out. She finally came around. But when she get out of bed, guess what? No more crippling arthritis. Come on, shout amen. Hallelujah. what God has done for one he'll do for another one what God did for Jim Mullenix there in that A.A. Allen revival tent he'll do for you what God did for that precious lady there in Indiana God will do it for you do you believe that come on shout amen you see what the doctor said this the medical profession says this but like the Lord said to Becky Fender, but whose report are you going to believe? Come on, say it, please. We shall believe the report of the Lord. Come on. We shall believe the report of the Lord. But the doctor said this. The medical profession said this. But the Bible still tells us in Job 33, verse 12, that God is greater than man. Do you believe that? Come on, shout. Praise the Lord. 
Raise your hands. Come on, somebody. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. We're going to pray in just a moment. I'm going to pray for those that need healing. But also, if you've got a loved one that's near and dear to your heart, and they're not right with God, and you've been so concerned of late about them, I want you to grab a prayer cloth out of your pocket, your purse, or reach over and just tear a piece of clothing. Brother Chris has some right here. Amen. Bring them up here, Brother Chris, would you? There's a bunch right now. There's a bunch right now. I've never done this before, except that one time there in Indiana. But if you've got a loved one that's near and dear to your heart, those four brothers said, our dad needs to be saved. How many of you have got somebody near and dear to your heart that needs to get right with God? Let me see your hands. I'm going to pray over these right now. And after the service is over, I want you to come up here and get one of these prayer cloths. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Everybody stretch your hands through these right now. Stretch your hands right now. Father God, according to Acts chapter 19, verses 11 and 12, you said how God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul that from his body were sent out handkerchiefs and aprons. And those anointed perkhoffs came in contact with the sick those who were bound by the devil they were healed and they were set free everybody stretch your hands with these right now Father I believe with all my heart that every yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing so after the service is over, you've got a loved one that's near and dear. Come and get one of these. Come and get one of these. Take this one here. Let everybody else gotta wait. Well, come on down right now. Come on, Get them one of the last. Whoop. Hallelujah. I've never done this. God Almighty is my witness. I've never done this. 51 years of ministry. A lot of people say, well, what are you doing? I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. I can show you later, but in my undergarments, I've got a prayer cloth that I keep all the time. I had a massive heart attack in December of 2019. I was a hair's breadth away from going home to be with Jesus. You remember that with Chris, I was in the hospital. It was on a Saturday morning. And they told me, they said, uh, they said, you've had a massive, massive heart attack. It's so severe. It was about 8 o'clock that Saturday morning. I said, well, I've got a flight to catch at 12 o'clock to Dallas. Can I still go? They said, you better cancel that flight. And I did not let them take away my cell phone. Come on now. 
I was still in the hospital having suffered a massive, massive heart attack. But all of a sudden, the cell phone goes off. It was a friend of mine, Reverend David Weeder. David Witter is the armor bearer, the right-hand man for Kenneth Copeland. He's traveled with the Copeland for over 30 years. Before he would go, David was there. And David called me. He said, what's going on? You're upon my heart. And I said, David, I'm here in the hospital. For what? For what? For what? I said, because I had a massive heart attack. They said, it doesn't look good. He said, this morning... Brother Copeland's meeting with hundreds and hundreds of pastors from across the country and around the world. Different ones. And I'm going to get a prayer cloth. And I'm going to have these men of God, as many as can with Brother Copeland, myself and others, to lay hands upon it. They lay hands upon that. Come on, shout amen. And God touched my body. Guess what? I'm back. Hallelujah. <laughs> And I believe the same anointing of the Holy Ghost is going to set some of your loved ones free. How many of you believe that? Come on. Things are different here today. If you're a Christian, if Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, would you raise your hands? Come on, put them up high. This is not a salvation message for the lost. Come on, put them up high if you're a Christian. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian. That's everybody, that's everybody, that's everybody. Hallelujah. Keep your hands raised and say, thank you, Lord. God's going to get a hold of them, brother. God's going to bring them in. Hallelujah. God's going to turn those loved ones around. Hallelujah. God says, don't give up, but continue to look up. You're going to see a turnaround. Hallowed family members this year, this year, this year, this year. They're coming in. Come on, shout amen. But the Lord did not allow me to preach from Revelation I was going to. I promise it was a good message. I can send you my notes. But last night God said, no, you tell my people that I'm still a healing God. Do you believe that? So everybody here is saved. But just like it's God's will for everybody to be saved, guess what? It's God's will for everybody to be healed healing belongs to us healing is the children's bread do you believe that so I want to pray for you right now my sweetheart Miss Sarah Beth God wants to touch you baby now I was asking about yesterday God your dad told me some things this is not my revelation this is about your dad See, I was there the night she was born come on now <laughs> I closed the revival service early in Rock Hill, South Carolina, just to drive up to Charlotte, just to be there when she was born. Come on now. <laughs> but God's going to touch her, and God's going to touch you. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. If you need healing in your body, raise your hands. If you need healing in your body, you need healing in your body. You need healing. That's, that's everybody, just about everybody but one or two. Everybody. Now we're going to do something different here. I'm going to pray for those that raise your hands for healing. 
but I want to lay my hands upon those that need a miracle. Now you may need a healing of a stub toe or skin shin or a cough, but I'm not talking about that. But if you've got a condition in your body, they said it's impossible. It's incurable. If you've had a condition in your body that has lingered for years and years and years, and you will say, enough is enough. God's going to touch you today. Cancer. Leukemia. Whatever it may be. If you need a miracle, I know everybody raised hands for healing. And we're going to believe God for that. But if you're here today, you need a miracle. A miracle in your body. Would you raise your hands up? You that need a miracle, come up here right now. Come up here right now. Come up right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And maybe three, four, five, ten, whatever. A miracle. Come up here right now. Stand across the front. Stand across the front. Lane, come on, come on. Come on. God's gonna, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Step up just a little bit. Step up just a fraction. Step up just a little bit. God's gonna touch you, darling. The neurological center of the brain, God's gonna touch. God's gonna touch. Everybody stretch your hands up toward these right now. Father God, you told me last night in the midnight hour to change messages and tell the people you're still the God of healing power. In the name of Jesus. I decree a miracle healing over my sister right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now look at me, sister. You've come up for her. But also God said, you need a touch today in your body. Is that right? You've got an imbalance in your system. An imbalance. Hallelujah. Is that right? You've got a major chemical imbalance. Is that right? Yeah, is that right? Is that right? How do I know that? The Holy Ghost. But God said, I'm going to regulate that imbalance, that chemical imbalance on your system. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to this body to be healed, Father, of your miracle power. Touch my sister's body right now. Regulate this chemical imbalance. And Father, this precious sweet lady here, Father. Father, do a mighty work of recreation, God. The neurological center, Father. Touch your brain, Father. Touch your brain. Shakara, shakala, 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 shikata, ukanita, na 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 na. That's it. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Raise your hands up, my dear brother. Father, touch my brother's body.
in the name of Jesus. That's it, brother. Take it. The miracle power of the most. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Father God, touch my sister. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, let there be a quickening right now. She's lost so much mobility in her limbs. Yeah, I know that too. I'm not finished yet, honey. The mobility in her limbs. The pancreas. The kidneys. Hallelujah. 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 Lay your hands right there too. Lay your hands right there. There's some stomach issues too right now. Be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. Hallelujah. Get ready, dear Father God. Touch my sister with the healing power. A miracle power in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Father, touch my brother right now. Get ready, brother. Get ready, get ready. In Jesus' name, be healed. I decree a miracle. Can somebody shout amen? Everybody raise your hands up high. For your healing, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, you said in your word in Numbers 23 verse 19, for God is not a man that he should lie. And God, you said in your word, you've magnified your word above your name. Father, your word says, and by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. Father God, you send your word, you cannot lie. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established. And Father God, right now, there were so many that raised their hands that needed healing. Father God, I'm asking right now, Heal their bodies, Lord. From the top of their head to the soles to the tip of their toes, can somebody shout amen? Father God, the weakness must go. All pain, all discomfort, all sickness, all disease, all blockages, Father. For the pain in the muscles, for the bones, be healed. In Jesus' name, can somebody shout amen? Can somebody shout a bigger amen? You may be seated, you may be seated if you can. Pastor Chris Vaughn, there are many things that have been spoken over you prophetically. And the Lord would say, it was a me. But the time was not right. He wanted these words to come to pass. He wanted these prophetic declarations to come to pass. But God said the time was not right. But there's a perfect timing in me, saith the Lord. And what I've said I would do for you, mark it down. I will 
do it for you. Hallelujah. So get ready, man of God. In 2024, there's going to be a whole lot more. Come on, shout amen. And I believe that some of you, not everybody, not everybody, but some of you are going to start seeing a supernatural increase of finances come your way. Come on, how? I don't know. Could be through an idea. Could be through an inheritance. I don't know. It could be this or that. Don't limit God how God can do it. How can God do it? He is God Almighty. He's God Almighty. Somebody said all the good ideas are gone. No, there's still a whole bunch of great ideas that hasn't come to pass yet. In 1987, in seven months, God got us supernaturally out of debt in 1987. And I believe he's still the same God. And he's no respect for persons. And I believe that some of you, not everybody, but some of you, soon and very soon, you're going to be completely debt free. If you're ready, shout amen. I love you, church. You're a great bunch. Pastor Chris. Would you come, brother? Would you come? Give the Lord a good hand clap, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is that, can you put that back on that? He touched me. Amen. And it said, bless me, I may sing it. Can I have an amen? And if you don't like it, well, he needs to touch you. Can I have an amen? I, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's an old song. I, I did not know for years Bill Gaither wrote that song. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it, for me, it was almost like Amazing Grace. I thought it had been around forever. Um, but I always loved the, the phrase of it. It's not, he will touch me. I hope he touches me. But he touched me. Amen? And that is the confession of faith that we hold to. Thank God for the miracle of God at work in our life, always. Amen. And so I want us to, uh, to right now, as we get ready for this part of our service, uh, this is just as much worship. I, um, you know, I, uh, my family's always supported Danny and uh, very thankful for Danny's ministry. Uh, the Bible speaks in uh, Galatians that once you've been taught the word to minister to those, you know, who have taught, uh, that ministers are worthy of double honor. But, you know, at the same time, too, um, I, I just encourage you to just stretch yourself in whatever you desire for God to do in your life. Um, you know, um, my kids have always um, been givers. I, I told Danny one time, and I, uh, you know, I, and I could look at the offerings and givings if I want to. And um, I remember one year Danny was here, and, man, it was it was a kicking offering. Can I have an amen? I mean, you know, I mean, we we aren't the largest church in America yet. Can I have an amen? But I mean, but I mean, it, for our size, I mean, it was a kicking offering. It was great. And I pulled the records. I said, "Man, like, thank God!" I was excited. I was I was glad about it. Um, never regretted. Never been aggravated by giving a good offering to a minister. Can I have an amen? Now I've met guys who didn't like it. Uh, I have been told that's my money, not your money. 
and I wanted to go. I didn't know you were Jesus. Can I have an amen? But uh, I, I didn't say that. Um, wanted to, but I didn't give in to that. And I looked it up, and it was one of my kids. One of my kids had actually given almost half of that offering. And, um, you know, I was, I, I just blessed me so much, I, I cry still. Because uh, certain uh, spiritual lessons they've learned. And they're all blessed. Thank God they're all blessed. Uh, now, some of that, I think, is because of me and Lisa's fantastic parenting. Can I have an amen? And, um, huh? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, 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 I'm sorry. And, uh, but I, uh, I, but I, I really know more than anything. It's just the hand of God on their life. And they've made themselves obedient and available. Uh, you know, and anytime you uh, want to step out, you, you have to, you have to step out. Uh, Peter, when he got out of the boat, I don't know about y'all, um, that would have been a scary thing to think about. But if you think about it, it's safer with Jesus in the water than it is with the unbelieving disciples in a boat. So it's a whole lot better to take, take the, the plunge. Lisa uh, looked at me one time. We were believing for something, and um, we were doing youth camps. We needed a PA system. I still remember it was $800. That was the biggest thing I ever had to believe for at the time. And um, I went and ordered it, and I only had half the money. And I went down to uh, Gaffney, South Carolina, right beside that big peach, it's like a gigantic butt in the air, but anyway. And um, I went to this store and I ordered it. And Lisa looked at me and she says, when I, when I was on the way, she said, but we don't have the money to pay for it. I said, well, dear Lord, when have we ever had the money to pay for anything? And she looked at me and she said, well, that's true. I said, God will meet this need. And uh, we had half of it. So I figured somewhere along the way, if I had to, I'd borrow something or do something. or play. And it got down to the very last night before I have to pick it up. And I'm preaching at a church uh, not far from where we lived. And uh, a lady walked up to me, and um, it was actually taxes and all, it was 900 because I bought two mic stands and stuff. And I had 450 And she came up, and she said, the Lord gave, told me to give you $450. And um, that was not a strong giving church, and that wasn't even part of the offering. That was just something she did. And, uh, and God met that need. You know, you, you just have to believe that God is big enough to meet you in that moment and not be afraid to take the plunge. I, you know, if, if you can stand the stretch, God will pull you through and, you, and just encourage you to, to always take that step. No matter what God speaks to you to give to Danny right now, my, my encouragement would be that you take a step of faith, that it stretches you a little bit. Um, you know, you know it's, easy to, it's easy just to do what you've always done. So easy, so easy. Um, I remember I used to sit back and I was telling, joking with Danny last night eating dinner. And uh, man, when I, when I was a young preacher, I'd hear those guys tell those testimonies. Man, we didn't have any money. We're digging through the, coat, the, the, the couch cushions. We don't know what to do. And we pull up and somebody buys our meal. We don't know what to do. And somebody bought us some groceries. We didn't have any money. And some super, I'd sit back and I'd go, oh God, I want to live that way. I want to live that way. I want to live that way. By the time I got to my 40s after living that way for 20 years, I was like, God, I don't want to live this way. I don't want to live this way. I, I want a full bank account. I want some money. Can I have an amen? Who in here knows you can live at the top of the barrel or the bottom of the barrel? The top's better. Amen. But you know, the other side to that is, is God still your source? And you just have to believe that God is your source. And just obey him. I know we were eating dinner the other day, and I, um, we were at Zaxby's, one of Pastor Lee's favorite places. There's a young man in front of me. I'm sorry, uh, behind me. And I had walked up 
and I had left, got to get, and I had to come back up. And they were fast that day. They, they delivered our food fast. And I'm having to wait for something. And they were real busy. And so me and him just got kind of talking. And he blessed me. I don't know what it was. There wasn't nothing special about him or nothing. And um, I mean, there wasn't like another, not a special moment. Not, 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 he wasn't special, but it wasn't like some special moment. Or he said, and he just blessed me. And uh, I felt impressed. So I, wa- I waited around, started to cry about it. I did it. And uh, he ordered a small meal. And I could just tell. And again, I've told you before, I look at people. Everybody on this earth is one of three people in my, in my heart. If they're older, they're, they could be my mom and daddy. If they're my age, they could be my sister and brother. And if they're younger, they're my kids. I actually had a fourth. And if they're real young, they're my grandkids. And uh, he looked like he could be my son. And he started to do something. I just walked over. I said, uh, I got my American Express card out. And I said, I said, I said uh, today, I said, I just feel led to buy your meal. If that's okay. He goes, why? I said, I want to. I said, and besides that, you look like, you know, they got those funnel cakes now. Can we all praise the Lord? Amen. And uh, I said, but you also look like you need a funnel cake. I said, you want a funnel cake? He goes, I kind of do. I said, well, then let me get you a funnel cake then. And you could just see a, a face of wonder and amazement. Now, I did it for one reason. No, seed. Because I got kids and I got grandkids. So my prayer is if they're ever at that moment. There's a great Hispanic looking Italian guy who's going to be nearby and meet that need. There's a story for the Hispanic thing. and There's an anyway, but I, I think a little more Italian, but anyway. So right now as we get ready to give, and if you need an offering envelope, I encourage you to get one. You can give through Cash App, um, PayPal, Zelle. That's all on the screen, one way or the other. And... Um, and I don't have time to put money in yet, so I'll tell y'all what to do when we get ready for this. But I encourage you right now as you give to just believe for the seed, for the harvest. You know, we um, I, I have a great desire to plant seed right now because I'm believing for some harvest. Um, you know, um, just real quick, they actually, uh, the, the, you know, we're looking at the building being sold and there's a charter school looking to buy it. And, they uh, they came, we came through it all day Thursday and a bunch of contractors, builders, construction engineer guys. And um, the broker told me, he said, man, he says they loved it. He said, everything seems to be on track. So, so it looks like, and I don't know when, they've got till I think March 8th to make a decision, but they can ask for 60 days more. So that's a, April 8th, that's May 8th. And who knows? And although I do find, I did find out that they're going to do what they call a phased rollout. So that means they don't have to change everything to start the school when they do. So but anyway, so they're looking at selling it, you know, uh, buying it. And um, at that moment, when they do, we'll have so many days to pack up. And then, you know, if, if they do, then we can use either the event center or this room or something to for services if necessary. And so I know you people ask me, you know, well, where are you going to go? I had a pastor that he said, man, where are you going to? Where are you moving to? I said, I ain't got no idea. And uh, I said, I'm going to be just like Moses. I'm going to follow the cloud, going to follow the fire. And they, he said, well, aren't you stressed? I said, if I let it get to me, I can. But I'm not going to be stressed. Amen. Why should I stress when he stays awake all the time? 
Amen. Well, I just can't go to sleep. Well, dear Lord, he ain't sleeping. There ain't no reason for both of us to be awake. Amen. And so just let him do it. And uh, so that's my seed. That, that's what I'm planting seed for, for us as a church, to, uh, for God to super. Now, here's the other side of it. I mean, and I told somebody this week, I have more expectational faith right now in my life than I've ever, I've had in a long, long time. I, I, I am probably more excited about my future, this church's future, our future, than I have been in a long time. And what's funny is I have more uncertainty. Does that make sense? Because six months, we might be homeless, but we won't be fatherless. Can I have an amen? Some whole big difference in that. Somebody says, well, you might not have water. I ain't worried about that. that, that'll, that it'll all take care of itself. If God can in one day, I'm sorry, one week, give us a building, equipment, and all the stuff that started Grace Summit, he can do it again. Amen? Like the old saying, he's done it before and he can do it again. Amen? So, uh, so that's my scene. And so I, I have great expectations. So I, but, I, so I, but I want to encourage you to believe for the harvest. Now, every time Ian Lisa's ever planted and given a, a, a seed and, and stuff, God's always met, uh, met it. He's always prospered us back. And so I just encourage you um, and speak over it. And sometimes you'd sit back and it's easy to sit back and go, well, I hadn't seen this and I hadn't seen that. I tell you what, just don't ever give up and let it go. Uh, you know, the, the vision is yet for an appointed time. It will not delay. It will come. Amen. And we've been preaching on vision. So hold your offering in your hand. And again, whatever you feel specific to give, obey it. And as Lester Summerall always said, if you get two figures, the bigger one's Jesus. Can I have an amen? Because Satan, I mean, Satan will never tell you to give more than you should. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Multiply, praise God. Amen. <laughs> amen. And, um, you know, I heard a minister say this is back in the, oh God, I think this, I think this was from like the 50s. And this guy was believing for $1,000. Now, $1,000 in 1950, in the 50s, that's a big money. And he said he was preaching, and he said all of a sudden the pastor called him, and he says, you got a phone call from so-and-so. Uh, you know, it was like four towns over. And he went and answered it. And the woman told him, said, you know, she said, now, preacher, she said, I'm, I'm Baptist. And, and you know, he, she says, I didn't grow up Pentecostal and around the Spirit. She said, I just received the Holy Spirit got baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I'm new to this. I'm, I'm under, I don't understand everything. She said, but I, I feel like the Lord's telling me to send you $1,000. And I still love the preacher's response. He said, well, darling, I wouldn't doubt it one bit. Just send it right on. Can I have an amen? And he was believing for $1,000. And he said that was probably the biggest $1,000 he ever believed for in his life. That was one of the biggest hurdles he had to. And so right now, no matter what you're believing for, hold your offering in your hand. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the opportunity to sow into Danny's ministry. Father, I thank you that there's always fruit in his ministry. And that, Father, as we give a cup of water and an offering to the prophet, we receive the prophet's reward. That all the ministry that Danny takes place in this year, we get a part of. And all the salvations, the healings, the deliverances, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the casting out of devils, whatever it may be, Father, we are partners with it. And we pray for him. And we surround him with faith. We surround him with hope. We surround him with love. And Father, we thank you that you are bringing harvest into his life daily and that we get to partner with it. Father, during his next missions trips coming up this year, we get to partner with it. And so Father, right now, we thank you that you meet our needs and we cast our seed. Father, we know that tithing goes to the local church and that plows the ground. But offering is the seed 
that brings the utter harvest. So Father, we give above and beyond because you go above and beyond. And we know that you can do it again. So Father, we thank you right now for the opportunity to sow into Danny's life, sow into this ministry, and to receive the harvest that you've called us to. We do it in obedience and we do it in faith. In Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. Now, now, if you will, if you've got your offering on, you can go ahead and bring that on up and uh, put that in the, uh, that one's mine, but it has nothing in it. So counters, make sure you check with me, or Pastor Chris, before we, <laughs> again, if you need a uh, prayer cloth, they're up here. We're just going to leave those up here. I, um, you'll love this, Danny. I uh, got those, you know, I knew you asked me if we had prayer cloths and we used to have some years number of years ago and stuff, but we've been, I've been praying about bringing that back. And then, so I found, I went in and Pastor Lisa's doing children's ministry. So I asked her, I said, let's get one of your white tablecloths here and cut it up. My tablecloths? I said, well, it's for Jesus. Can I have an amen? She, she, she went on. But anyway, thank God she, we, we had one. And so uh, I want to make sure we got, uh, so they're here. And uh, I want to challenge you too, to believe it. You know, Bunny has a great testimony of um, prayer cloths and you know, uh, she's asked me before. Uh, there for a while, I thought I had a pack of handkerchiefs. There for a while, I was always carrying me a pack of handkerchiefs so that I would have one to give people. Um, I love a, an anointed handkerchief, um, but I will take an anointed piece of candy. Can I have an amen? I'll, I'll take whatever it is. I don't care what it is, as long as it's anointed by the Holy Spirit and the Lord, I don't care. Um, I, there's actually a great testimony of a guy who sent candy to a lady that had been anointed. And God healed her and delivered her. And, um, and they did that because the place where she was at wouldn't let them have a prayer cloth in. They didn't like that. They, they, they knew what they were doing. And they didn't want that religious mumbo gumbo jumbo stuff, you know, messing that girl's up. And who in here knows that God cho chooses foolish things to confound worldly wise people? Which means they ain't real smart when it comes to spiritual things. But God is. Amen. Amen. Turn to look at somebody and say, I'm healed and say he touched me uh, and oh say oh the joy that floods my soul amen um, something happened and now I'm whole he touched me he touched me so I encourage you to sing that as, as, a, as a note of praise and faith and thank God he touched me amen okay stand up with me if you will it's 1248 I normally let y'all out earlier than this. I'm trying to. Can I have an amen? That doesn't always happen. But um, I don't care either way. Amen. I've, I've, I've had a good time. Amen. Amen. In fact, next time, Danny, when you're here, let's do a Sunday night. Amen. And we'll do Sunday morning and Sunday night. Huh? And we'll do it next Sunday. Praise God. Are, are you open? <laughs> amen. Amen. And so um, uh, we'll do a Sunday night. And uh, amen. And one more time, give Karen a good thank you and a good bless you. Amen. Good job. Thank you, sir. Molly who? Okay, amen. Amen. Uh, join hands with somebody beside you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. And thank God you're healed. Thank God you're set free. Thank God you got the promise to live long on this earth and proclaim the works of the Lord. And thank you, Father, that we're anointed to win empowered to prosper and impossible to curse through Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn around and shake hands with somebody.
If you don't know them, if you see somebody you don't know, go like a bee to them, find them, bless them, greet them, and we'll see you next Sunday.